are listening to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. Greetings and welcome to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. I can't speak tonight. Uh, I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Uh, how's everyone doing? Good. Great. Good. Hey. Awesome. Good to hear it. Um... Tonight, I'm joined by the usual cast and crew that's been here for the other four books that we've done. Um, tonight, we are doing uh, the current book in the Magic 2.0 series, uh, Out of Spite, Out of Mind by Scott Meyer. Uh, I'm going to announce this multiple times during the during the show, so just kind of get ready. Uh, first announcement coming up. Our, normally, we record on a Wednesday night once a month. We have a special episode that is recording. It'll be basically the day after this comes out, so hopefully you listen to this day, day in, day out that comes out. Um, on Saturday, September 15th, we are at uh, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are doing our first author interview, and we are interviewing with Scott Meyer himself. Yeah, yeah. Cannot wait. Um, this is something that I've wanted to do with this book show before. Uh, we had another opportunity, and unfortunately, it just kind of got away from us. Who knows? I may be able to go back and find out. Uh, but yeah, I, it it would be cool to not only you know read the books, enjoy them, or hate them, whatever way, uh, and then get to talk to the author because. A lot of times you you read a book and you just you have questions. Why did you why did you do that? Why did why did this character do that? So um, why do you hate us? <laughs> <laughs> and this is one of those books that is that way. So since we talked last time, has anything been going on, group? Uh, oh yeah, school's back. School's back in. Yep. So. I had to work nights again, and uh, I I'm still coming and recovering from that. So. Oh yeah. I think Geek Fest happened since the last time, right? Geek Fest happened since the last time we were there, so big thing, yeah. Yeah, yes, it's a little thing. We survived. Yes, and uh, it's technically not Geek Fest anymore. It's actually the Epically Geeky Expo. So I don't know if we announced that on this show. I know we announced it on the other one. So, um, but yeah, so lots of lots of big things happening here. We're getting author interviews. Uh, we're working with, you know, a, an awesome convention and yeah, let's, let's just see what we can keep doing. So, um, we have a lot to say on this book, so let's go ahead and just jump right into it. Um, as we did last time, please, please, please stop me, talk, share <laughs> your opinions and thoughts. Um, because I did, I tried not to go too in depth on the notes until we get to the end because I wanted to make sure I kept everything straight. <laughs> Because <laughs> there is a lot of stuff going on. All right. Um, Video camera and uh, some music to go choreography wise. Oh, geez, I wish. <laughs> um, so uh, the book starts out. Uh, Brit the Elder returns home. She had it's it picks up right after the previous book. At the end of the last book, uh, Brit the Elder goes to visit Brit the Younger and starts talking to her. And it was like, oh, it's too bad about Clue. She's not accepting the thing. And Brit the Younger's like, no, he accepted. And she's like. Oh, you know, JK, I was just messing with you. She tells her to get out and Brits, the elder walks out and is just like, oh shit, something is wrong. And this book picks up exactly then she goes home. Uh, she, you know, she thinks about it. She's like, okay, maybe I just misremembered it. And we find out that Brit, the younger has been keeping a journal of pretty much everything. And Brit, the elder has been reading How it. How convenient. Ha- yes. Which is the plots. Everything. Um, 
And she goes back and she looks in the book and sure enough, she didn't misremember it. It was, it's, it's written differently than things happened. Um, and then she goes to, uh, you know, she starts freaking out. I love the way he wrote this, that she like was expressing the word shit in like 18 syllables because we've yes. all been there before. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it really hits the fan when she notices her foot keeps itching and she looks down and her foot basically pixelates like an old timey video game and then flips back, which of course that would be what really sent me over. <laughs> I'd be like, Oh damn. <laughs> um, we switch over. We switch over to Martin and Gwen. Um, they're the, the younger's house. Uh, Martin accidentally proposes. Um, Gwen doesn't want to talk about it. Uh, they get to Brits, and Martin basically goes through the door to see Philip. Um, should we talk about? Yeah, let's go ahead. And, let's go ahead and uh, address this now. I understand where uh, my boy Martin's coming from. He just number one. One of the reasons I like Martin as a character is. He doesn't play games. He's very upfront. He's very honest and open with his feelings. And I mean, and that was one of the things that was in the other books. He's like, I'm he may, not. You may not think all the time. No. <laughs> he doesn't think all the time, but he also doesn't play games. He's flat out told, you know, Gwen, I like you. I want to be with you. I think we have a future together. I, I can, I, I can see us going, you know, for the long haul. And the way it kind of came out, was it kind of an accidental proposal? Um, didn't go over well. Um, I also understand her, her viewpoint in that she's like, well, you know, this isn't, you know, this is something we haven't really talked about. And now you've kind of put me in a place. It, I don't know. Uh, thoughts. I just feel like every time things start to get a little serious, she freaks out and acts like, kind of childish like she can't talk about it i don't want to think about that that's too you know like that's what got on my nerves with that whole situation it's like just be an adult and talk about your relationship and if you want to marry him great if you don't then say that but don't just i'm not gonna we're not gonna talk about it <laughs> like i hate that but unfortunately there are a lot of people like that and i do know a few know. <laughs> it's just like just say how you feel. It's not, uh, yes, it's hard, but it's yeah. a lot harder playing games and not saying anything. Yep. It's almost like she's trying to protect herself, that if she doesn't actually admit it, it can't come back and hurt her. Right. Yeah. But she's never going to get anything good either if she doesn't. No, no, no. Yeah. She, no. Yeah. She all the good stuff. Now that you're mentioning that, I almost wonder if in this next book we're going to find out a little bit more of her backstory as to maybe she was like, maybe that's partially how she found the file. Maybe she got seriously hurt in a relationship and it's well, been a while, but... There has to be some mental baggage that has caused her to be so closed off and so scared to open herself up again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we should ask about that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Um, so he goes, uh, 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 Martin goes through the, the door, finds Phil playing Gorf, tells him about it, you know, his fight with Gwen. Um, you know, he, he, Phil basically says, you know, him and Britt work hard to avoid any drama. So that's why their relationship works so well. Foreshadowing. Um, they hear a knock at the door. Martin sees these kids running off with this package and, you know, he yells at them and they kind of lie or whatever. And he tells Phil, he's like, you know, these kids just robbed from you. And he's like, 
who cares? I'm, I'm a wizard. I can make whatever I want. It, it doesn't matter, Martin. And he sees a character in a cloak that kind of disappears. And he starts to explain what it was that he saw. And Philip's like, so you saw a Jawa? And he's like, no, it wasn't a Jawa. I didn't see a Jawa. He's like, okay. And then the girls show up. They're like, what's going on? It's like, Martin saw a Jawa. And he's like, I didn't see a Jawa. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, we've, we've got something else going on here. Once again, now we're going to fly. This, the reason I love, one of the other things I love about this book is that it's written very much like I feel a TV show of it would be. And we've talked about how we'd like to see this as a live action TV show. Um, because at this point we, you know, switch over to another characters. Um, and here comes Ray's favorite two characters, probably in the book. Oh, I have <laughs> no idea how much these characters bring him joy. He just Miller and Murphy are yeah. sitting in a bit, uh, sitting in a car in Reno, watching Jimmy walk in and out. Jimmy gets into a car. Miller starts their car and it dies. And Miller goes into the back and there's a banana in the tailpipe. And people, you know, of course, like, dude, you you fell for the banana in the tailpipe thing. He's like, yes, we've all seen the movie. And yes, it doesn't supposed to work, but it does. <laughs> and you can tell they're just getting tired of it because he throws it in the back of the car and there's like a mountain of bananas. Yeah. Uh, so Jimmy is just screwing with these guys. All right. Um. Martin, Gwen, Britt, and Phil fly to Gary's. Uh, they see Hubert is waiting. I loved this little subplot, oh. too. They see Hubert waiting at the front door, and Gary's like, go away. I don't want to talk to you. Just leave me alone. <laughs> and for whatever reason, uh, Hubert's gotten this idea that uh, since he had the the magical idol in the last book, that he might could learn magic. So he's trying to get Gary to teach him magic, um, which, let's be honest, anything Gary could offer him has got to be better than dung sifter yeah, <laughs> not gonna lie that's yes really? um yeah so they, uh they go in uh they see a kiddie pool filled with concrete jeff and roy appear they fall into the concrete it instantly hardens they disappear come back um um they said that Britt the elder showed up to talk to them and seemed like she was kind of like not right in sorts tyler shows up once again in the concrete disappears comes back cleaned up or whatever and they decide they're going to watch blade runner and not only are they going to watch blade runner the idea is they're going you know for movie night they're going to end up watching like <laughs> every version of blade runner which i'll be honest with you i've only seen i think one version of blade runner and i i'm i'm pretty good i'm yeah. enjoyed it for what it was i don't need to see the 15 different versions of blade runner so um let's see here um okay Brit the Much Elder. So now we have a third Brit. Brit the Much Elder is the director <gasps> of some kind. <laughs> I can't. I this was going to elicit that from you. <laughs> Brit the Much Elder is a director. She tells someone on the phone um, that you know they just need to do their job, suck it up. This is your this is your position. Just do it. Um, and Brit the Elder has come to her. She hates coming to her though, but she's like, I've got to talk to someone. You know, I, basically, this is happening to me. I'm coming to check with you to see if it's happened to you. Obviously, it's not. So, obviously, things get fixed. How does it get fixed? And Britt, the much older, is like, I don't know. I don't remember this happening. Um, and basically, tell her just because it's you know happening to you know Britt, the much older, doesn't mean it it's gonna necessarily happen. You know, she doesn't know exactly how this works. She's like, you know, listen, you know, the same stuff, the same exact stuff you've been telling Britt, the younger doesn't really apply here. <laughs> this is different. Um, 
I love this too. All right. So we go back. Phil decides he's going to go for a walk um, and, and runs into Martin. Um, Martin keeps going on and on about this, about this Jawa, this character that he saw or whatever. And he's like, you know, Phil, listen, he was trying to mess with you. And they keep walking around and seeing all these odd things. There's a giant boot up on a pole. There's a giant stone ball that is oddly positioned. I totally figured this out. How long did it take you before you figured it out? It took me about three clues and I knew exactly what it was. I think it was two or three and I was like, that's fucking mousetrap. And then he was like, I don't get it. What is it? (laughs) He was yelling at the phone like, idiot. There's the boot. As soon as I I was like, there's a boot. Oh God, mousetrap. Mousetrap, (laughs) yep. Um. So anyway, they activate the mousetrap and the giant cage falls on Philip and he doesn't really care. He's preoccupied. Um, he just kind of, he, he teleports away. Um, but Martin ends up catching the Jawa and it, it the hood comes off and it turns out it's not a Jawa, it's a goblin. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, he uses a pet pants wedding spell after being told that he isn't trying to hurt Phil. Um, and to leave him alone, the goblin, uh, then, then ends up sticking a bunch of crows on him, which basically tear Martin's robe almost to pieces. Uh, but the, 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 the goblin ends up getting away. I will say I like, I liked Martin's, uh, spells in this one where he's, yes. you know, trying to be creative in the way of, I want to make you discomfort. Like I want you, don't want you to be comfortable. I, I need you to understand what I can do to you, but I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> so, and, and it's also the thing, well, I think he even says, he's like, you know, we really can't like, we can hurt each other, but we can't like permanently harm each other. So what else can we do? Oh, I know I can embarrass the shit out of you. <laughs> That's a thing. Um, so let's see here. So Britt talks to Britt the Elder. She asks him about Kluge again. He tells her um, about the memory problem, um, which he's just like, you know, well, this is that's pretty heavy. You know, that also means that I'm right. Like, all this time I've been hypothesizing, I'm right. And she's like, no, this doesn't mean you're right, Phil. This means there's a problem with the code. Um, then she tells him to look at his look at her feet. And when he does, he's like, okay, this is where it's getting real. Uh, let's see here. Um, and then, and then here's where things start to get, here's where the, the crux of the, the whole book comes in. Brit, the elder tells Phil, I need your help. This could be a major, major issue. This could end up causing all of reality as we know to collapse in on itself because this is a, a problem with the code that runs the universe. By the way, you can't tell Brit the Elder any of this. Brit the Younger. Brit the Younger, I'm sorry. And Brit the, and he's just like, I I can't do this. I yeah. That's not right. I'm not going to do this. And she's like, Phil, if we end up getting together like in the same room, what if it caused all of, you know, reality to stop? And we all, like, that's it. It destroys the universe. So it's like, well, you kind of put me between a rock and a hard place. Um, not tell my girlfriend about what I'm doing which isn't necessarily the same thing as lying. It's just kind of omitting the truth mm-hmm. or risking all of reality. Hmm. Yeah. So that, that sucked. Um, and I feel bad for, I already started feeling bad for Phil at that point. Mm-hmm. As soon as he was put in that position, it's like, dude, tell her. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's so just, yeah. Dude, to say, you know, Brit the Younger, uh, you know, say to Brit, listen, there's something going on. I have to work with Brit and Elder right now. It, there is a potential for the world to, you know, end because of this. 
if you two get together, it could cause even more harm. That's why I'm doing this. That's all he had to say. If he had, if he had said that, yeah. Rick the Younger probably would have said, oh, what the fuck's going on? You know, and then, and then he, all of it goes away from him, and he doesn't have to deal with the rest of this book. Which is why in the outcome of this book, unfortunately, <laughs> Phil is not completely blameless, but... Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. All right. Um, Back over to your two favorite characters, Miller and Murphy. Uh, They're trying to follow Jimmy. The car won't start. It won't unfog. (laughs) At this point, not only is there a banana appearing in the tailpipe, but now the car fogs up to the point they can't even freaking see out the window. (laughs) Um, And Jimmy just kind of goes back into the building. And Miller honestly... No, which one? Which one's the which one's the laid back one? Miller, right? Murphy. Murphy. Murphy's already understands what's going on. He's like Miller. He's just screwing with us. Like, yes, with us, man. It's yes. Oh, he we're here. No, he doesn't. What are you talking about? Yeah, but he is so focused. He is going to get Jimmy one way or the other. <laughs> um, let's hear. Martin re- uh, materializes in Gary's cave. Gary's training Hubert to become his butler, uh, or, or his uh, butler, or however <laughs> Hubert says it. He can't say it. the word. He no. can't say it. He can never um, say it. Yeah. He calls an emergency meeting with Gwen, Jeff, Roy, and Tyler. Um, and he tells them, listen, Phil's being attacked. Like, someone is going after Phil, and they're like, well, what happened? You know, is Phil okay? They're like, yeah, he's he's fine. All right? Well, what'd they do? Well, it didn't really hurt him. They didn't really get attacked, did he? <laughs> like, they're par- they're tearing poor Martin's argument apart. But, I mean, Martin's got – he's in the right place. He's trying to warn him, hey, something possibly bad is going to happen to Phil. And they're not taking it seriously at all. They're just like constantly like, you know, it doesn't, it's not that bad. Obviously he's not trying to kill Phil. Why are you messing with him? That's kind of the story of Martin's life though, right? Like never taken seriously, always kind yeah. of brushed aside. <laughs> Poor Martin. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, they're not taking it seriously. And at this point, other young men have shown up at Gary's place because Hubert has spread the word that, oh, you know, uh, Gary's going to teach me magic. So all of these other young men that have horrible jobs uh, are, are like, no, I'd rather learn magic than, you know, uh, cleaning hides or, or whatever else was it was they were doing. I remember the list. I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd rather do that, too. So, um, And see, stuff like that is what, when I think about medieval England or the past in general, I think that's something I would do you know like if i was because it sucked back then oh yeah i'd be like hey can i get in on this better situation Uh, and i love that he brings that up in in the books like common sense things that you don't really see a lot in movies and books and stuff yeah like yeah listen it it royally sucks back then um i don't know maybe maybe do something else anything else (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to sit poop anymore <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Phil teleports back to Brit the Younger, tells her uh, perhaps she should avoid Brit the Elder. Brit the Younger says, Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Um, and he looks at her face and um, he, he basically knows he's just like, Oh, great. This is not good. I'm, this, is, this is not good. It's not going well. This is not going to go. This is not going to end well. So. Um, Martin takes Gwen's advice and tries to contact Philip in the future. Um, that's what Gwen basically told him. She's like, listen, you know, if you're so worried about Philip, why don't you go flash forward a little bit, go ask Philip what happened, 
and then you can come back and save him. So mm-hmm. Mart tries to do this and gets rerouted to a large theater, and Sid and Gilbert show up, and I'm just like, yes, Sid and Gilbert. The magicians who don't do magic. Yes. Um, and they have two assistants that come out, and they deliver. There's this very overly done, drawn out magic trick that, in the end, just simply presents a a a letter from Phil to Martin saying, Martin. Leave it alone. I'm fine. <laughs> Anytime you try to do this again, you're going to end up right back here. He doesn't believe him, tries it. Sure enough, he shows back up. And they're like, should we reset for the for the show? And he's like, no, and just disappears. <laughs> um, Can I just say, um, during this time, I really didn't like how Gwen was treating Martin. Like, Yeah, same. They had, they had their fight and everything, but they like she was just not forthcoming with her feelings at all and and martin's just sitting there like all they did was tell you how i felt and you're giving me shit over that yeah and she won't won't talk to him won't and like won't even acknowledge his existence and that really bothered me on this one too yeah agreed I think I sent Eugene a message at one point and was like, Gwen's really a bitch, isn't she? <laughs> like, <laughs> halfway through the book. So I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, Gwen, Gwen was playing some head games with Martin a bit, and I didn't like yeah. that. And yeah. I, well, I mean, we've had this conversation on other shows. You know, I'm very, I try to be very open and honest. So playing games and stuff like that are not not something I deal with very well. And this is, yeah, I, I, Plus, I like Martin as a character, and like I said, I I sympathize with Martin as being just pretty open book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so, and and then as we were driving home, actually, we we re-listened to the book and we just finished it on the way home tonight. And as we were talking about it, it was like, okay, I know that they technically are ageless now, right? They like, but they kind of stopped aging as well when they were early twenties. Right. So. You know, how was I in my early 20s? How was she in her early 20s? Oh, God. <laughs> so, so it's like, you know what? I can kind of see why Gwen was doing this, and I can see... Head game queen over here. So, so I, you know, I, I I see that now, looking back. and But, yeah, I just I still didn't like it. So, Ray, have you always been pretty open about feelings and stuff? Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, so this been... was, I'm looking at a little bit of a Martin-Gwen situation here on the screen. No, maybe? Well, no, I was more like teenage head games. Like, uh, I'd okay. she would, the she... fight and hang up the phone. And oh, she... okay, okay, okay. Well, no, she would try and prove that, uh, that she wasn't oh. good for me. And she wanted to make sure that uh, if this was to break up, it was me breaking up with her so that I'd be the asshole. Yeah. Gotcha. That's how I rolled. And she, she got pissed off that I didn't leave. No. <laughs> he was like, it's kind of like the whole moment. Like, no, we're meant to be together. So just shut up and let it happen. Stop it. Good for you, sir. Basically <laughs> <laughs> what it was. <laughs> Came around. Um, let's see here. Martin takes Gwen's advice. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Phil walks back to Brits and disappears. Um not seeing the 16-ton pyramid above his head, which Martin catches. 
the goblet's saying he's just trying to distract Phil. He's not trying to harm Phil because he can't hurt Phil. Phil's a wizard. He can't hurt him. He's just trying to distract him from thinking about what he's thinking about. Um, Martin hits him with an itching spell, and he counters with a rat spell. And it's at this point, uh, the, he's like, you know, the rats really can't hurt me, but the rats gnaw through the floor. I thought that was an interesting take on it. And, like, he keeps dropping floor by floor by floor by floor. Um, he ends up flying back up, and a giant, he sees this giant eagle appear. And it starts flying towards him, and he's like, what does it do? He, the rats didn't do anything. The crows didn't do anything. What's the giant eagle going to do? And the goblin's like, boy, you are self-conceited. This is not, the eagle is not for you. And it picks him up and flies off with him. Yeah. <laughs> um, he gives chase and he's like, you know, you could have just disappeared. And he's like, yeah, you're right. But I was trying to, I was trying to add a little bit more style to it and then disappears. Um, let's see here. Uh, so Phil shows, okay. Um, I'm not scrolling up enough. Miller and Murphy sit in a different car, still fogging up, still having bananas in the tailpipe. Um, and now when, this- now this time when Jimmy walks out, they're trying to follow him and they're like, no, he's over there. No, he's over there. And they get to looking, and everyone's face turns to Jimmy. I love that. This is the Mo episode is, in The yeah. Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hi, Homo. I have to say, as the books have gone on, Jimmy has grown on me more and more, and this type of stuff makes me like Jimmy. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, and, and you know what? That's and you know what. Um, you can see an overarching uh, story. It's like a redemption story for Jimmy, right? He really fucked up. And yeah. then even with Todd, right? He's still, he's not quite there yet. This is one where I'm like, okay, he's starting to become the person that he wants to be and that he's trying to be helpful, but still have fun. Exactly. And, yes. Yeah. I was, I, I like Jimmy in this one. This was good. Um, all right, so Phil ends up working nine hours going through files. Uh, he he ends up working with the Brits. Well, I should say I should need, I need to clarify oh, with Brit the Elder and Brit the Much Elder. Um, he ends up working nine hours um, looking at the backlog or looking at backlog stuff uh, from Brit the Younger. Um, did I miss? Did I miss the part? Did you guys talk about how he gets to the future? No, you know what? I think I skipped that part somehow. And- and you know what? I, I thought it was really creative. Um, yeah, I did skip that part. My apologies. Yeah, so I, I thought it was really creative in the way that, uh, you know, basically you're slowing time down for that individual to the point that it's very, you know, weird and like they're not, no, no perception of time really passes. Yeah. And all of this time passes for the rest of the world, which I thought was a really interesting way of, of doing it. Um, it was, uh, I don't know, it, it, it makes the, future possible right and i thought that was great that they, they did that they did that and did that. that's oh yeah that scott did that and then um and just i don't know it's creative way to continue the story because i was like oh i want to see them now right i want to see them in nowadays and i thought it was really interesting that uh brit the elder has taken this position on herself <laughs> you know she's she's A the head of one. this uh the national you know in order to find all these other people and Yes. Uh, and, and I love that she's Miller and Murphy's boss. <laughs> yeah. So we get the, we get the reveal. We you kind of have an idea that that's what's happening. And then you get the flat out reveal that it's, that she is Miller and Murphy's boss. And yeah. you're like, you know, how did you get stuck with these two idiots? She's like, Oh, I specifically sought them out. <laughs> but can I just say that, uh, you know, the fact that Brit just stuck him in the room and didn't give him any warning or ask, you know, 
was a little, to me, I don't know, pretentious is the word, but she does that a lot where she's just like, well, I know best. And she has an argument for everything you say back. And it's like, but that's just rude, you know? Like It is, absolutely. But she did say, even if I told you, would it have made it any better? Yeah, it's just, it's it's almost like invasive of someone's privacy or personal oh, yeah. rights. I don't know. That's how I take it. I agree. I, I wonder if because even more. I wonder if because she's so much older, like over the hundred years, she did start to, you know, you know, you you know what we said. We, you just said earlier. It seems like Martin and Gwen, even though they've only been, you know, frozen time wise, maybe a decade, maybe you know, since the books have started, you know, she's been like this for over a hundred years. So maybe her personality has evolved and maybe she literally just looks at them all as kids. I mean, Probably. you know, cause like if you're going to give a kid a shot or something, you don't really say too much. You're just like, all right, listen, this is going to happen. Done. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, pulling a tooth. You're like, all right, we're going to go on three, one, two, yank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you just yank on one. Um, that's what she said. Anyway. So yeah. Um, so he wakes up, you know, uh, he wakes up in the future. He ends up going, he ends up working nine hours going through these backlogs. He ends up trying to go back in time so that he can wake up and, and make it seem like he just took a nap. Um, poor Phillips happened to do a lot of time traveling just to, just to try to keep time somewhat relative for him. So, um, Let's see. He ends. He ends up going with Brett to the seventies. I think it was funny that they they went to the seventies and and you know had a little adventure or whatever because he was like, I'm gonna go out for a walk, and she's like, I'm gonna come with you and let's make it a day. And he's like, Yay, that's awesome. Can I get a quick nap? And ends up like sleeping nine hours. <laughs> so, um, let's see here. The next morning, Martin catches uh, Martin catches the honey, feathers, and ball bearings that were set out for him, uh, and then he thwarts the fox. That was going to come get him. That was going to go after Phil. Um, when the goblin basically, you know, sets all this stuff up, and he's just—he was going to tar and feather and cause Philip to fall, and then a fox was going to chase him. And he's like, that probably wouldn't have worked. And then the fox shows up, and he's like, well, maybe it would have worked. Um, I thought it was interesting that he pulled a uh, a glowing moose uh, in as as one of his magic spells. The uh, goblin did. Um, which he definitely has a a uh, a, a animal motif going on. Uh, let's see here. Um, Martin ends up using what I think he called it the put down spell. Basically, it caused all these voices to constantly be putting, you know, oh, yeah. saying all the stuff that you're just like, you know, was afraid of as a kid or whatever. After a while, yeah, that would probably get really annoying. <laughs> I never went to bed. <laughs> yes. Um. He ends up anchoring his shoes to the ground, and the goblin tries to run off, but he can't. And it's at this point he sees that the goblin is wearing uh, British knights. Boy, talk about a throwback to the 80s. And if they're from the 80s, you know it's got to be Phil. And Phil looks like hell. Cumbers. No, they were British knights. Oh, okay. Because I wore Converse for my costume, and I was like, I'm not going to go by, try to find a of a pair of BK knights just yeah. for this. So, yeah. Um, yeah. As soon as, as soon as they start describing what he's wearing, I'm like, "The hell's Phil doing?" Exactly. Why is Phil messing with Phil? Yeah. Um, which kind of goes back to Phil's not blameless in this. So, 
Uh, let's see here. Britt the Much Elder uh, shows up to check on Britt the Elder and, and Phil. Britt the Elder's legs are now glitching as well, so it's getting worse. Uh, they have discussion about Phil and Britt the Younger and um, what she would think. Um, let's see here. They want to look, okay, and this is where they, they start having a discussion. They're like, listen, if we were Britt the Younger, which we were, we would think this is perfectly fine. And then he's like, no, I don't think that's the case. Um, and they decide at this point, they're like, we really want to kind of look at Britt the Younger's, um, our, our Britt the Elder's file. Um, and they're like, we, we need to, we've, we've talked to some people who have done some stuff like, you know, and, and he's like, well, you know, no one would ever, what you're talking about is no one would ever do that. That'd be horrible. No one would ever think to do that. And they're like, well, there's one person and it's at this point that, that poor Philip now learned. Philip's already ha- like Philip's having a freaking horrible day, like or time. Like he can't. He's basically lying to his girlfriend. He's constantly working on a project he doesn't want to have to be part of, and now he finds out his arch nemesis is still alive. <laughs> um, the uh, last let's see. to know. <laughs> yeah, then the last. Oh, that was I love that part later on too. Uh, so Martin calls Gary uh, from Gary's living room. He sees Gary's talking to ten men who all want to be his apprentice. Martin tells the other wizards uh, about goblin, you know, the Goblinisville, um, and they say they're not going to help you. Uh, help stop future Phil and basically stop it. Just he, he says he's trying to prevent a tragedy. Then let him let him deal with it. Like you're getting in the way. And of course Martin's not having that. He's like, no, I'm trying to help my friend. By um, helping him <laughs> by help by by stopping his plan. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, Phil and Bertha Younger uh, return after their walk. They go to. Um, uh, he goes to the bathroom, teleports. Britt the Much uh, Elder and Britt the Elder meet Phil and Jimmy. Phil's pissed. Britt asks him, you know, he wants to help explore the file. And Jimmy's like, listen, you know, I, I don't want to show you this. Like, I learned my lesson. I'm not doing this. And when they tell him, listen, we're doing it anyway, that kind of puts him in a bad spot. He's like, well, fine. I'm going to show you what I know just so that you you come to realize this is a horrible idea. Yeah. Don't do this. Um, and it's at that point, Phil's like, oh my God, I, I agree with Jimmy. What is, what is going on here? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Phil pops into his rec room. He goes to the back. Uh, uh, he goes back to Brits, uh, through the door. Future Phil watches and says, uh, and says present Phil, you know, didn't notice the Fiero missing. And Martin basically says, you know, listen, I watched you the entire time. Why did you take the Fiero? And he's like, I'm just. I'm just trying to get myself from stop myself from doing what I'm doing now. And it's at this point, Martin puts him in a um, mind box. So he can't talk. He can't move around. He can't do magic. He basically has trapped Phil, which also, I love the fact that it's future Phil, but later on, they just start calling him because he's looked so run down. They just start calling him hobo Phil. Uh, <laughs> Um, poor Phil. Poor Phil. Um, oh, Jimmy walks. Hobo Phil has the t-shirt. That's awesome. Yeah, Hobo Phil would be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy walks to Brits. Uh, okay, through the door. Yeah, Phil. Um, walks to Brits through the. Um, okay, Jimmy walks uh, Brit through the parts of the file. Uh, Phil thinks he should be nice uh, to Miller and Murphy sitting outside <laughs> in the car. Um. Phil hates Brit the much elder, you know, being nice to Jimmy, which I'm going to be, I'm going to say this right now. If 
if Britt, Britt the Elder, or Britt the Much Elder, if any three of them end up getting with Jimmy, I'm be pissed. <laughs> yeah. Although, the way that Britt has acted, there's a little part of me that thinks maybe they're meant to be. Yeah. She but, Jim. So. <laughs> which could be dangerous because yeah. when she learned about Jimmy, one of the first things she said was that he thought too small. And I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Martin appears at Gary's house and lands in the concrete. Gwen appears. Same thing. She gives Martin a new robe and smiles. So at this point, things are starting enough time has passed. Things are starting to get smoothed out a little bit. Um, Tyler appears. And so does Roy and Jeff. And it's at this point he produces uh, Hobo Phil in the box. Um, and he says, you know, they ask him, they're like, so, you know, what's going on? And they're like, you know, why are you doing this? He's like, well, Martin's right. Yes, I am trying to work with, I am trying to stop, you know, your Phil. Um, but no one can help me. I have to do this on myself, you know, by myself. Um, here's, where start, here's where things really start to, to pick up. So Phil appears in an alleyway, turns towards Britt's house, and Britt the Younger and a second Britt the Young Younger are standing there. They ask him what he's been doing and discuss a timing issue between the two. One of them has a, a camera and is taking down notes while the other one is talking. Yes. And I'm just like, all right, so we've got we've got Britt the Elder, Britt the Much Elder, Britt the Younger, and Britt the Younger times two. Too many. Well, I uh, and uh, no, you haven't told her yet. You've told me, but you haven't told her yet. Yes. <laughs> so obviously, she's a little bit future. Yeah. Uh, she's a little bit future version of Brit the Younger. So Brit, like I said, I'm just gonna call her Brit the Younger Part Two. The, the twenty uh, minutes younger. Tw- yeah. yeah. Jesus. Um. So they <laughs> go back to her apartment. Oh, go on. I was going to say, he says that at one point. He's like, Britt the 20 minutes older or something. Something, yeah. Five of them. Stupid. Britt says that she, uh, Britt says she will go uh, ask Britt the Elder, and he tells her not to. She asks him if she's been cheating on him. With Britt the Elder, Phil says he would never cheat and wants Britt the Elder um, and wants to bring Britt the Elder into this once Britt the Younger knows. So basically, he's just like, I will tell you as soon as I can, but I'm not cheating on you. I would never cheat on you. Can I just say that uh, I felt bad for Phil as well when, when, you know, he goes to the future and then he sees Brit the much elder and he's like, that's not fair. You wouldn't told another Brit. You knew about this other Brit. You spoke to her, but you're mm-hmm. not going to talk to Brit the younger. Like, that's- yeah. Fuck you. And then when he brings that up, well, then why don't I tell her now? They're like, well, what if all three of us are what triggers it? Yeah. And he's just like, well, what do I do now? I mean, yes, that could be a possibility, but yeah. exactly. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> um, there was a somewhat a gesture just made. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Gwen tells Martin, so she's finally opening up. Gwen tells Martin she might want to marry him. And he's like, yes, absolutely. Yes, I, I, I want to marry you. And she wants to have kids. And he's like, yes, so do I. This is a, this is a natural conversation you have yes. when you're in a relationship with someone. Um, 
And she says she wants to have two. He said, yep, absolutely. And then she says, and I think we should give up our powers when we do this because I don't want to raise children that um, are all powerful and can have anything because we've seen what reality TV does to kids like that. And I'm like, fuck, that's a good, that's a good good argument. It's not good. (laughs) Um, and she tells him this and then transports away. And then Martin realizes Phil, future Phil has been, has heard, <laughs> heard the whole thing. And he's just like, you heard that, didn't you? And he's like, yep. <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to stop right here for a second and have a quick discussion. <sighs> what do you think about this plan on Gwen's part about if they have kids they need to give up their powers at least for a while until the kids are grown. I, you know what? I probably would do the same thing uh, in the way of that way you're, you're raising a couple of kids that see a normal world and you, you want it to be as normal as possible when they're kids, because exactly what she's worried about, right? If, if you raise them and they know that there's, Basically omnipotent. Yeah, like you, you, you'd be raising a couple of cues. Oh, um, yeah, kind of. And you don't—they're assholes. <laughs> they don't give a shit about people. And you know, it's it's hard to if you if you don't have that that uh, like you can stop your aging again. You know, after a couple of years, and once the kids get a little bit older, you can stop your aging again. And Oh, I don't even think they have to give up their aging, honestly. Because, I mean, I don't think the kids are going to perceive it that much. But that's what they're doing, is they have to age. She even says that, like, she wants to pause their aging, or, or restart their aging again, and, and age with the kids, and then pause it again later. Hmm. And I forgot that part. Yeah, so I understand why she wants that. And I would agree to certain terms, but, uh, you know, when they turn... 16 or whatever you know start talking about what's really going on and then you can open it up into smaller things and god a 16 year old with a file okay not 16 but (laughs) wait till they're well they could put them on training wheels yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. here's a magic hat you can get some burritos out of they could teach them how to code and see if they find it themselves yes see if they actually want to code yeah yeah but with Two parents like them, I'm sure they could. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, our friend Richard is joining us. He just now joined us in the show. Uh, he's currently in Abu Dhabi. So, oh, cool. <laughs> that's Hi. interesting. Sweet. Um, and he, he's talking a little bit about the 70s trip, like Austin Powers. But you know, <laughs> so, um, Mandy, you've been pretty quiet. Thoughts on this one? Um, I liked it. I did. I agree with. Um... Gwen's being unpleasant, um, but uh-huh. now we know why. So, and I think it's a lot like raising kids with money. You mm-hmm. just, um, they're going to be spoiled somehow. So maybe like hold a little bit back. Like you said, just introduce it as they mature. And I think if they, if they want to code on their own, that's a good reason to introduce them to it. If they don't want to code, maybe, maybe they don't get those powers. Yeah. You kind of have to understand them to use them. I, I would do a couple of things, right? Like, without telling them, I would make it so that they wouldn't die. 
<laughs> yeah, there are, yeah, there are a couple things. Yeah, There's a couple things that I would feel the do. pain. You got feel the pain. Feel the pain. But don't tell them that they're not going to die. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. The aging is what gets me. Like maybe the only reason why I say that is because I'm forty. I'm almost. I'm forty-one in a couple of days here, and I'm like. But I really want to age another 16 years before I stop the aging process again. I'm thinking maybe five years, skip a year, five years, skip a year. <laughs> but they're 22 and 23. True, they are in their 20s. They would be fine when they hit their 30s. But your body still breaks down. Like, it does. In your it 20s, does. it's prime. Like You can do everything. You don't get tired or as creaky. As... Yeah, but if you don't have to do it. <laughs> I like maybe skip life. every other year, so maybe only age five sure. or eight years. But that's what I mean is you come up with some ground rules of okay, you know, every second birthday we skip a year or something. Yeah, yeah okay. Just pause it for you know um... every leap year. Yes, <laughs> there you go. Every leap year we uh, you know at a year. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Real quick before we get back on track, there's one other question I have for you. Um. If I remember correctly. Gwen found the file in the 90s or early 2000s, and um, Martin found it about a decade later, I think. So how do you decide which where you live? Because I'm assuming they're going to go back to one of their times. Well, they, they talk about it at the end of the book. What did they say? I don't remember. Oh, okay. So, so she finds it. Wedding. She finds it later, like mm-hmm. she's in the in the twenty tens sometime, and he finds it in like the two thousands or something like that. No, he or, finds it in twenty twelve. She okay. I thought he was in modern day, or he's he's modern day. So, so maybe they, it wasn't that big a difference. Remember, is they they're going to Alaska in order to? She says. Bring them up to his her time. Okay, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah. But it's not so by much. No, it's not by much. Because so, Tyler's the one that's the most future. Yes. In any case. Yes. <laughs> I would say just from a technology slash social slash everything, I would definitely go to the later date. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. And I would um, too. It'd be easier to catch up than go back and miss all the stuff you're so used to. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, oh, I can't wait for the friggin' iPhone to come out. Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. because you would slip so much. You'd be like, jeez. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe you go work for Apple and get this going <laughs> yeah. a bit early. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, okay, so I just, that was a quick conversation. All right, so let's see here. Um, oh. Before you do that, too, since we're on the topic anyway, uh, when Martin goes back into or tries to go in the future and he gets a magic show, did you guys pick up on the hint then? Mm-mm. No, I did not. Now, uh, and of course, you're talking about the assistants that were like, well, you know, so what did you think of him? And they're like, he's well, kind of, dumb. kind of. a Yeah, he's not. And they're like, well, he was young. Now, he that's, here's the other thing. Previously, uh, 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 Sid and Gilbert have kind of been douchebags. Like, but they even said they're like, you know, how are we not friends? And he's like, well, maybe we are friends, and we're just messing with you. You know, did you ever think that's a possibility? 
didn't didn't really come across <laughs> it that way, but yeah. Um, but they even say he was young, you know, and you know when you're younger, you know, you're very emotional and stuff. And they were like kind of taking up for him. And I'm like, okay, this this is this is weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I um, have one more one yeah. more thing going back to the living in the future or the present, whatever. Uh, so I had some issues with that at first. I was like, eh, I don't know if I'd want to give up my ability to be wherever, do whatever. But then when you think about it in terms of they can live forever, they're just basically giving up 10, 15 years, whatever yeah. they decide to do. Okay. That makes it a little more bearable. So when you put it in that context of like, you know, and again, yeah. I'm sure you could turn the aging on without having to, like you don't die. Right. Like there's, Well, and I think they could probably make themselves look like they're aging without actually physically aging, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I could add wrinkles or hair, gray hair or whatever. So So that might be a a workaround for, you know, Eugene's issue. Except for except for whenever they go, oh, by the way, we're wizards, and this has just been. I'm actually look like this. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be weird. Yeah, that would be weird. Mom, Dad, you're like. What? Uh, yeah. Um, you. <laughs> let's see here. Uh, Phil appears at Britt the Elder's house. He hears a weird sound. Britt is frozen uh, in front of her computer, and he basically looks at the at the file, and she was messing with her file. Surprise, surprise, and screwed something up. And he looks at the floor, and it's starting to glitch as well. And he found he hears the noises actually coming from her. Uh, and then he looks at his hand, and his hand is starting to glitch as well. So now things are starting to really take off. Um, all this It's at this point he ropes everyone in. So all the wizards show up at Brit the Elder's house. Brit the Younger is angry at Phil for not telling him, which we knew what was going to happen. Phil grabs Brit the Much Elder uh, and uh, brings her back uh, you know, to look at it. Brit the Younger is pissed at Phil for hanging out with both of these other Brits, and now things are even worse. Um, and then Brit the Much Elder goes to get Jimmy, and oh my God, I love this scene. And you know, feels like all right, everyone, I need to, I need to prepare you for a surprise. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to handle this. Jimmy's still alive, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we know, we used to, ha- we we hang out with him from time to time. Even fucking Tyler is like, yeah, you know, after a while, you got Lego of your anger, and he's actually kind of a cool dude. <laughs> the yeah. guy that he ghosted. Yeah. <laughs> We hang out once a week. Yeah, and t- and talk about books and stuff that we like, and it's just yeah. Turns out we have a lot in common. <laughs> <sighs> that that cracked me up. Uh, I think that's another reason why I could start to like Jimmy because I'm like, well, if if all the other characters are gonna find the good side of him, you know, see Tyler. Like if Tyler it, let this go, all right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see here. Uh, t- t- Jimmy and Louisa. Uh, show up they've they've roped louise in here and they're basically like you know um it may take a while to fit, uh, fix brit the elder uh and they've come up with this idea for testing brit the younger says you know listen how long is this going to take and they're like well it, there's stages there's like you know a stage may take six months to a year and they're like well how many stages on there and they're like well there's like 13 stages and she goes all right this is going to take like like a decade and i'm gonna have to do all the work and they're like no no we'll help you and she's like no this is going to be a pastime thing for you. This is going to be all consuming for me for like the next however many years. Um, and then it's at this point that Nick calls, uh, 
uh, Bertha Younger's uh, butler and is like, hey, listen, something really bad's happening. The house is something weird is happening to the house. So they run down the hall and they see, oh, look, the entire room, entire house is starting to glitch like, you know, Brit was. Um, so all the wizards get out of the house. Um, let's see here. Uh, um, evacuation. Yeah, they start an evacuation. They're like, okay, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle this? <laughs> and another fucking copy of Brit the Younger shows up. And she basically hands the other Brit a a clipboard and a pen and says, start taking notes. <laughs> and this kind of broke my brain a little bit. <laughs> That as she as it's happening, she's writing it so that the other one will know it. And I'm just like, I don't know if time works this way, but obviously, I rather don't know. than recording it or any other more, you know, yeah, feasible means of documenting what's happening, take out your phone and just doop. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. But anyway, so yeah. they start moving all the people up and out of Atlantis. Um. Martin actually thinks ahead for the first time ever. They go up and they try to commandeer a boat and the guy's being a douchebag. So he <laughs> copies the boat, makes a bunch of copies of it and tells the people get on those. And of course the douchebag captain's like, well, I own those too now. Just it's my boat. Those are my boats. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that was funny. Um, but like, you know, there, he's like, he just stops and doesn't, isn't doing anything. And, and Philip's like, Martin, what are you, what are you doing? He's like, I'm taking a second and I'm thinking ahead. And he's like, wow. Okay. <laughs> Good going, dude. Um, so let's see here. So, uh, they get everyone out of, they get everyone out of Atlantis. Uh, and the wizards head, head to Gary's house. I still love the fact that like Gary's house is the place to be now. Yeah. Um, the Brits start working on, a, on, on the problem, uh, while everyone else is hanging out. Uh, Jimmy and Louisa show up, um, uh, and say the fix could take months or years. Another Brit shows up uh, from a few minutes in the future, puts everyone in a mind box except for Brit the Younger and Brit the Much Elder. Brit the Much Elder asks Brit the Younger, trying to keep this straight, uh, why she did it. Uh, she explains everyone kept her from doing this, and then she locks Brit the Much Elder into a mind box as well. She tries to execute and copy a piece of code which makes things worse. So much worse. Yep. Yeah. So instead yeah, of instead of just slightly glitching, like she's just full, like she's going like Minecraft graphics. Like she's just a complete flat blocks. Another example of how Brit is just doing what the fuck she wants with no regard for anyone else. Yeah. Yep. Not a fan. Like the, the gag falls out of her mouth now because yes, yeah. like a sock or something there. <laughs> and now um, there's just a a circle where her mouth should be. Exactly. Noise. <laughs> he was describing this. I pictured a Minecraft character is what oh. I pictured. So, um, she unlocks everyone at this point. Uh, Phil asked Hobo Phil how to fix it. Hobo Phil basically says, you know, um, you do it's nothing. too late. You, you do nothing. You can't do it. You don't fix this. You're not going to do anything to help fix this. You've already screwed things up. It, it it's done for we're we're done for yeah. it's it's over with and um and they're like well what what can we do why did you come back here then to try to fix it? And, he's, and he's like 
don't you idiots understand? I have nothing to do with this. I don't help fix this problem at all. This is not the problem I was trying to fix. I was trying to fix me and Brit. And that was obvious from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> when he's like, it's a terrible travesty. What happened? And I'm like, they break up. Obviously, that's what he's trying to prevent. Because yes. why else would he be so disheveled and distraught? Exactly. Yeah, it's not like he came back war-torn, Phil, like where he's got, you know, armor and shit. Like it's, you know, an apocalyptic, you know, wasteland. He just, he fell apart when he broke up. So, so I just wanted to say, like... I get that he was trying to distract Phil, but if you wanted to prove, just throwing this out there, if you wanted to prove free will, wouldn't you go back to yourself and say, hey, if you continue down this path, this is what happens. Change your mind now. Because which, then, then which, you're free. Like it's, no, I agree. I agree 110%. That's what Phil Here's was. where the problem comes in. I don't think he can. I think, unfortunately, something that I like the most about Phil, his belief in free will, is not a thing in these books. I think you are preordained. Like, if it happens, it happens. You cannot go back and change it. I'm just saying, though, like, that would be, that should have been his first thought. And, and Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway. Um, and now here's where shit gets real. A new Brit shows up. <laughs> five Brits, five Brits. As, Brits. Every time a new Brit showed up, showed up, I kept thinking Jen's gonna be pissed. <laughs> Take a shot every time a Brit shows up. <laughs> this, this would be a hell of a drinking story. Oh my god, we need to bring just, that up to him too. That'd be funny as hell. How it just gets to the point where it's like, can you solve your own problems without another copy of yourself? Honestly, but she, can you figure out that's what that answer is. Is always another Brit. It doesn't make sense, though. Because who yeah. originally figured it out? Where did the solution come from to start with? It's like an endless loop. Exactly. That's mm. exactly what it is. Makes no sense. So new Brit, a.k.a. angry Brit, uh, shows up with cameras and a boombox and future versions of the rest of the wizards. <laughs> she loves this song, by the way. I do. <laughs> Okay. I did not like this song when it first came out. It has grown on me over time. And once again, we have come to the part of the book that I want more than anything else in the world to see as a TV show. Yep. <laughs> um, so future, the, uh, the future uh, guys say, um, or, I'm sorry, future Martin says they're here to get future Phil and they're going to fight. And they're like, why? They're like, because we did. And guess what? It's going to suck. They hit the boombox, and on the beats, they start attacking each other. And literally, everyone goes after the previous version. They're like, why are you doing this? And they're like, because when we were you, future us came back and did did this. So so now it's our turn. So stupid. Wait, wait, wait. I like what Gwen does. Just sit down. She sits down and talks to herself. Yeah. Yeah. What did she say? Because boys... Need to fight to... <laughs> need to be distracted. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember it. It was perfect. Uh, actually, everyone except for uh, the Brits, the Gwens, and the Phils start a choreogra- choreographed fight. Uh, Nelson and I kind of left out. Brit had this idea about how to stage something earlier on in the book because she starts doing research about mm-hmm. uh, 
choreographing and you know she starts asking questions about like how could you time things to music and stuff like that and this is obviously how this has come to fruition um didn't but yeah just music yeah wanna, yeah phil was well, the Phil's one. part of the fix here i'm just saying um so let's see here uh Peter Martin says um <laughs> the reason why they're here is the, the whole reason why they're here is to allow uh this to happen Brit number six shows up, and this is Tired Brit. And Tired Brit gets to work because Tired Brit is Brit the Younger, but six years in the future. Eight. Eight. Eight, eight years in the future. Um, so while all this is going on, she's in the process of fixing everything. The fights are hilarious, by the way. Um, I like the- here's one, yeah. two, three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And lunging, two minutes, three, and lunging, one, two. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Gary's apprentices show up and are like, what do we do? They're like, well, our master's being attacked by our master, so let's kill the other one, and whichever one is strongest will be our new master. So that's their idea. So they take their woodworking tools and begin to attack these other versions, and they've got it set up so that they die in these very cheesy yeah. Ways so like one of them is literally being sanded to death. One Just of them is being like um, peeled. Yeah, with the uh, the planer. The planer. The planer yeah, being planed to death. Um, so they kill the future versions of all these different characters except for Martin. I don't remember what happens to Martin. Drill. He's he got a drill in the chest. Oh, that's right. He gets a, he gets a drill in the chest and he starts spewing blood all over like a freaking um. Uh, uh, what was that? What was that thing you used to hook up to the water outside, and it would go like crazy? Um, Sprinkler, wa- wacky water, water. That's basically what he's doing. He's just shooting blood everywhere, <laughs> um, to the point that Gary's new uh, um, sunken living room is literally a pool of blood. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, and of course, it's getting all over the new carpet that he had set down. Uh, <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> And I, I do like that every all the people from the future showed up with their shoes on. <laughs> oh, yes. I forgot about that. Yeah, and I have to call Eugene out because yeah, I had a party, yeah. a game night at my house last weekend, and I posted in the event, please, if it's raining outside, please take your shoes off at the door. And he didn't say, what are you going to have us put them on, a rack or just in a big pile? A big I was pile. like, you missed the perfect opportunity. I totally missed it. I felt when she pointed it out, I was just like, well, crap. I can't believe I missed that. Uh, it looks like our video is frozen, but the audio is still working. So we're just going to keep going. Maybe it'll get caught up here. Um, let's see here. So uh, they kill off all the different versions of the, the future versions of each other. Tired Brit fixes Brit the Elder. And this is where it starts to get. This is where he gets fucked up. Stupid. Thank you. Tired Brit fixes Brit the Elder well, and says... Before you go on with this one, just okay. before you... I, I said I was going to mention this, and, and I I haven't yet. Um, so before the show, we were talking, and you, you when it's a well-written story and well-written characters, you get... You feel for them, and, and you, you want... You and, and you get involved, and, and you are emotionally involved with these characters. Vested. And you are invested, absolutely. So I'm full in, and I'm invested with these characters. So when this, when we're about to get into this part, uh, 
the reason why I had such a hard time with it uh, is because of how well written it is. And so this isn't a shot at Scott Meyer or, the, or anything like that. This is a shot at the characters, and, and that's I'm, I'm pissed with the characters in this story. So there, I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay, Brit. <laughs> I had to listen to this multiple. I had to like I listened to this part and then re-listened to it, and I may have listened to it a third time to make sure I caught everything. Um, when when Ray finished this part of the book, when Chris and Ray finished this part of the book. They called me. I just happened to be at work in a point where I could talk. And he's like, I have to discuss this with you. <laughs> <laughs> Which we right. behind you. I don't know how you held it in. <laughs> oh, it was killing. Oh, it was killing me. Like when I finished reading this book, I was like, oh, my God, the rest of the group has got to finish this book. Um, all right, here we go. Tired Brit fixes Brit the Elder and says the reason why Hobo Phil looks the way he does is because Brit dumps him and it's his fault. Tired Brit worked for eight years, says because of Phil's beliefs, he thought he was sneaking around with someone else, not another version of her. Let me keep going. Puts code in Brit the Younger, Brit the Elder, and Brit the Much Elder's mind, causing them to remember that Phil cheated on Brit the Younger. Says the glitch in the program was probably due to everyone time traveling and interacting with previous versions of themselves. Tired Brit leaves, and Brit the Elder wakes up. Okay. So I have sliced this every way I can think of. Yes, I don't think Phil is 100% innocent in this. He, Going back to what we were talking about earlier, he should have just come out to himself and said, listen, stop. Stop what you're doing. Go talk to Brit. But he didn't do that. But no matter how you slice this, in my opinion, she is, I understand she worked for eight years doing this, doing some, the same thing, working on a hard project for eight years. Yeah, that's, you're going to have some hard feelings, but you lied to your previous and future versions of yourself by changing their code. Once again, going back to what you were saying, Jen, she just willy-nilly changes people's stuff without talking to them or asking them. Yep. She changed they, all of their versions of code. But they just accepted it, too. Like, I couldn't believe that they were just like, okay, that's what happens. And I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, so there, Yeah, I, I have a couple of issues with this one. Obviously, I'm, I'm... For her to make everybody, or make herself and the other Brits think that Phil cheated on, on her... And he never did. Like, fuck you for that. Sorry. Yes. Right. Um, like, oh, so the the only thing that I can think of here is that she's just she's upset with the idea that Phil ha- had, right? Idea in uh, the way that Phil was so adamant that he believed uh, that she had free will, that she believed it, right? She was she was trying to believe that she didn't have to be Brit the Elder. But she was proven wrong in this case. And so now she's just accepted it. Um, And so she felt hurt by that. And she was like, the only way that I can hurt him back is by doing this. This That's the only rationale that I have with this. And that's the same conclusion I came to, is that she's more so hurt by the idea that free will essentially doesn't, at least in this instance. Who knows? Who knows? It's, 
you know, it's a book series. But in this instance, there doesn't seem to be a case of free will. Everything is pretty much preordained. It happened. You can't get out of it. And that hurts so much that you're right. The only way she could lash out was at Phil by changing this code. But like, like you said, Jen, the fact that she changed not only not only her previous version, but her two future versions' memories as well to alter the code is just like, why? Are they, why the? That's bullshit. I want to know why hasn't no one else stepped up and so, said. And, well, and that's the other part that I had a really hard time with is Martin and Roy and all of them are just like, dude, just let it go. It's like, no, fuck <laughs> you. I'd be on Phil's side in this one. Like, yeah. you can't make everybody else think that he's cheated when he didn't. Exactly. Well, okay, so two things, I guess. First of all, uh, she claims that the reason she's breaking up with him isn't because she thought he cheated. It's because he didn't stand up for what he believed in, blah, blah, blah. I feel like that's a flimsy excuse. And um, I, I, I would have been upset if he had, you know, hidden that from me if I was in her shoes. But... I would have also realized, hey, he was doing the best he could at the time. He made a mistake and forgiven him for that and moved on. If you love the guy enough, then you overlook that stuff and you work through it. Um, Yeah, the possibility of all of reality collapsing in on itself kind of trumps, I don't like you hanging out with this other person. Well, I mean, in hindsight, yeah, maybe he jumped to the extreme or he didn't need to believe the other two Brits, but... He was in a really bad situation. He had two of her telling him something. And anyway, so so I, I was totally on his side with that. I thought that was total bullshit the way she acted. But but then, like, the fact that she was just like, well, this is what I have to do. And and she accepted and everybody accepted. And it's like, no, you don't have to do it. Like, change your mind for once. Be an independent thinker and do something different. And maybe you can have a happy ending with this guy that you supposedly loved, you know? Like... Yeah, I lost a lot of respect for her in this book. <laughs> her and again, the the other the other characters are mm-hmm. not sticking up for him, and I I think that's what I have a harder time about. Yeah, is that they're all just accepting it because well well that's what happened. They're- well, and they're just like, oh, it's just a breakup. It's fine, but like he really loved this girl, and and breakups suck, you know, like. Well, especially the way it goes it down, was- they all heard. That- yeah. He didn't cheat, and she's making them all think, well, making all the Brits think that she, he did, and that's yeah. And and Brit, the much elder, even said like when she found out, she was like, "Wow, so you didn't cheat on me all this time, you know?" I thought, and then she turned yeah. around two seconds yeah. later, and yeah, I just yeah, that was a bunch of bullshit. I don't know why they went along with it. <laughs> yeah, I, if I was one of the other characters, I would have had to say something. Unless there was, a, unless we're forgetting something, or there was an action that would be like, well, then you might undo all of this. In which case, that would be the only reason. Like, if there was some way that saying something would undo the fix and cause everything to happen again, then maybe. But I don't see how that would happen. So, if it were me and I was Martin, sorry, were you guys? No, no, no okay. go ahead, dude. If it were me and I was Martin, I'd be telling them, listen, if a woman want, is going to do this to you. You deserve better. Like th- there wasn't even that conversation. But if yeah. like, if they had had that, like if if Martin would have pulled him aside and said, "Listen, I know this sucks. I know this hurt, you know, that you're hurting right now, but you're better off because she did this to you, and she's making the rest of herself think that she that you cheated when you didn't." 
she doesn't deserve you if that's what she's going to do to you. It's just spiteful, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's the way I would have spun it if I was one of his friends. But yeah. anyway, as you can tell, there's some feels. There's some feels <laughs> here, and then and and the thing that complicates it more than anything else is the fact that you go back to the fact that this isn't like you know your girlfriend's most hated enemy is telling you not to tell your girlfriend. This is your girlfriend telling you. Not to tell your girlfriend. Like, this is a really fucking weird situation. Yeah. Well, and when, like, she asks him, were you cheating on me? And he's like, no, I would never. And she's like, she asked, what did she say? That it's like a catch-22. She's like, oh, so you would never cheat on me with me? And he's like, fuck, how do I answer this? You know, Exactly, like, yes. It's because one of those, you can't ask somebody something like that. He was going to sound like a dick to her. Yes. Right, like yes. he phrased that question in such a way, like he could never answer it. Yeah. It was yeah. an impossible question to answer without him coming out looking like a dick in yeah. her. Yep. Yeah. Which She's I don't like, think he wasn't going. I don't think he was going to be able to sidestep this question, but at least Martin sidestepped it at least once in one of the previous books. He just flat out called out, "You're oh. you're asking for a yes or no answer on a multiple choice." Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we, so, I mean, we knew something was going to happen because they weren't together when we meet Brit the Elder, right? Like we exactly expected yeah. something. I was just to thinking happen. it was going to be just... much further in the future, yeah. not... right? And not as shitty. Yeah. yeah. Or just be like, it just didn't work anymore. Yeah. 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 Like they had lived together. Like they had lived for so long that they mm-hmm. outlived each other, right? Like it just. Parting of the ways. Split up in a different way. Yeah, but not not, not this douchebag way. Douchebag. Although it would make sense as to why Britt the Elder has mostly nothing but, you know, kind of happy thoughts towards him when she meets him because it's so much time has passed since then she's gotten over it. But yeah. Not now. Yeah, not now. Um, all right, so Hubert and the others talk to Gary, and they basically decide they don't want to be wizards because this is a this is really messed <laughs> up stuff. Like, We're good. <laughs> yeah, I've never actually killed someone, so tell me that hard pass. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to slopping pigs. Uh, yeah, backbreaking work in the. Yeah, except for except for Hubert. Hubert says, "Can he stay on to be his butler?" And he's like, "Sure, you can stay on to be my butler." Which I'm like. Yay, happy ending for you. <laughs> Can I be your buster? Yeah, the buster, that's what it was, yeah. Um, Martin goes to Phil's. Phil's listening to Phil Collins. Of course he is. Um, Phil says he's going to try to go back and fix things, and Martin's just like, dude, it's, it's not going to work. But he knows it's going to happen because it's going to happen. Um, Miller and Murphy sit in a car with a bunch of rotten bananas, Britt the Much Elder shows up and basically tells them, you know, to go into the building and she's reassigning them to a different job and they get really excited about it. And then she starts explaining it's they're going to be helping a contractor who's going to, you know, has certain abilities and can find certain people. And the whole time Miller's just like, nope, 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 nope. And of course it's Jimmy. Jimmy walks out and he's like, hey guys, we're going to be working together again. Isn't it awesome? Um... And then they take, uh, let's see here. Um, they they take them upstairs to the new penthouse that that Jimmy has created for them, and it looks, it's very like Western style. And I can never get them straight. Miller or Murphy? Murphy. Boys. Murphy is like <laughs> digging it. It's like his dream come true. 
I feel like a nine-year-old boy again. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to... Yeah, the guy's like, a, I'm allergic to smoke. Yes, we have a somewhat oh, happy ending for those two, at least. At least one of them. I mean, I don't think Miller's ever going to be happy. No, no, no. I yeah. am very excited for where that where that part of the story is going. Me too. I, I, yeah. <laughs> All right, then we go to the conclusion. The Grand Hall of Castle Camelot with a fake crowd. Everyone is dressed up like from the movie Dune. Martin and Gwen get married with Phil who is sad, and Britt as the best man slash uh, maid of honor. Uh, Phil compliments Britt the Younger. She walks off. Britt the Elder, uh, you know, says it's going to take time to, you know, forgive, but she's never going to forget. Um, and we'll eventually think of him as a friend again. Uh, Gwen explains to Gary that the reason why they're having this marriage is because they're going to have the real uh, ceremony in the future. And he's like, oh, well, that makes sense why you're doing it here and dressed up and everything because, you know, we won't be invited to that one. And, of course, several of the other wizards kind of look at each other like, you're not yeah. going to be invited to that one. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. Um, uh, let's see. And then they're going to have a, a traditional wedding in their own time. And Can I just say uh, this would have all made a lot more sense to me if I had actually seen the movie Dune. Yes. I, I exactly. I, it's, I think I've seen it once seen it. and it's been forever. I was like, yeah. okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, if this was Star Wars, I'd get it. Oh, hell yeah. If this was Star Wars, totally would have got it. But... <laughs> or Lord of the Rings. Or <laughs> one of a thousand other things. Anything it... less obscure Dune. than Dune. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we wrap up the book. Uh, Gil and Sid are sitting up in the rafters with the boy and the girl. They're, they're uh, apprentices. Uh, the boy and girl are surprised by Martin and Gwen uh, being so frivolous and that they're reminded that they were young. They say they can't believe there was that their enemy was invited to the wedding. Sid and Gilbert say they need to know who Martin and Gwen are if, if in order if they were ever going to be able to save their parents. Dun dun dun. Who's the enemy, you guys? Okay, so I have to... is it Phil? No, it can't cannot be Phil. They cannot fucked him up, Phil. so he might be down a. So, no. no, I have I have two theories on this one. So if, okay. they, go Phil, if they go the Phil route, then um, then it's him going down a spiral of him trying to prove that there's free will. If it's Phil, I'm fucking rage quitting this book series. Yes, I know. <laughs> like, I would call Scott Meyer up after the fact and be like, "You're a douche." Click. So, <laughs> so I don't think it's going to be Phil. What I am interested though is is um, uh, and I can't remember which book it's in, but uh, Jimmy's talking to the guys, and he says, "Well, Gary's his worst enemy. I'm at least an adequate enemy, but Gary's his worst enemy." Mm-hmm. And and they're like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And all he says is, "Like they're friends." And he says, "Yeah, but that makes him the worst enemy." So, mm. when was this in the? It's in one of the books. I can't remember when they go back to. Like for the convention? No, this is one of the like this is either at the beginning of this book or at the last of the of the previous I, book. I think it's in uh, an unwelcome quest. I think so too, where he says, "No, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like a, I'm one of his greatest enemies." Yes, Gary's his worst enemy. Yeah, and and so there's that this. conversation. So there might be something there. Um. See, I, th- he didn't say that Jimmy was there, so I was like, I wonder if it was Jimmy, but I don't think Jimmy was at the wedding. There, I bet I, it's Brit, fucking Brit. She's 
screwing shit up for everybody. Oh, geez. What if it is Brit? Brit the Elder and... But now, but these are different. Brit the Mitch Elder is there. Um, I don't know. I, I'm still leaning towards Gary just because of what they... Gary's just so stupid. <laughs> and I like Gary. I don't want Gary to be the bad guy. He's just so dumb. He is dumb, but he cracks me up. But, like, is he a formidable enemy if he's that dumb? Like, I don't no. know. <laughs> no. Not unless something but, changes. But does he fuck up in the way of, you know, he's trying to get them back for the wedding, not being invited to the real wedding? Oh, and, God. So it's, uh, it's something gone wrong? Mm. See, I don't see him being vindictive about that, though. He'd probably be like, good, I didn't have to attend the boring-ass wedding. I got to go to the good one. Yeah. Wearing a, what did he wear? A one-piece. Oh, one and even he was like, I don't feel quite right about this. It's like, I'm just going to stand over here. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's, uh, I hope they don't go the fill route. I, I, mm-hmm. I really don't. Um, I like Tyler. The like, kids will rage quit the book. Oh, oh they, yes. Oh, they oh will... they're, they're, they're upset by Alan. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, by the way, I don't know, and I told y'all this, but I, we haven't said it on the we haven't said it on the show. Uh, so, doing a little research, trying to get a hold of Mr. Meyer as we were doing as we were doing our cosplay. Um, yeah, apparently on one of his sites or something, it says that uh, he's planning on at least for right now. There's only going to be six books in the series, and uh, the last three were written all at the same time. So, the sixth one is technically written. It's probably just being Edited and polished and uh, and read. <laughs> so questions to ask him next. Oh, Saturday. oh yes. So when can Who we expect the, the next one? Yeah. Oh, I, if nothing else, when can we expect the next book? Like we. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Come on, dude. Come on. Understanding, you can't tell us who the enemy is. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I'm just gonna name a bunch of months that are coming up, and if you happen to wink. Just saying. <laughs> What's going to suck is I'm going to get up to 2020 and he's still going to be like. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, no. so, Mandy, what did you think of the book? Yeah, you've been very quiet. We've rambled on about this in anger. <laughs> uh, no, I wasn't that upset. <laughs> She's used to crappy character turns. Well, like I said, I was. Okay, so yeah, let's get to the point where overall, this is my least favorite of the five, and it's mainly just because of the way that I've been left feeling. This could, the sixth book could come out, things could 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 turn out very pleasant, and it could be like, okay, this is just, this isn't, I'm not going to put this on the level of Empire, but I'm just saying this is the, this is the dark version, and we've just, we've got to get through the darkness to get to the light. Okay, that's fine. But as it stands right now, yeah, this is my least favorite of the five. It did have some very funny moments. I liked the whole mousetrap thing. I would love to see the whole choreographed fight. I think that would be hilarious. Um, I would love to see five or six copies of the same person done well on a TV show. I think that would be hilarious. But and um, with bags under her eyes. Just oh yes, here. especially yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and, and you you know when you look at the cover of the book, you you see all these different versions of Brits, and you're like, why is that one dressed in a suit? 
why does that like everyone they're all and of course they're wearing hats they don't normally wear hats in the book but the one's hat tired brit her her hat's like all flopped over she looks mm-hmm. like she's been to hell and back and i'm just like what's going on here and of course you read you get to this point and you're like oh okay that makes sense so uh but overall yeah this was my this was my least favorite of the five books um but i it, this will also depend on what happens in the sixth one so um ray thoughts final thoughts Dude, I, I loved it. I mean, as as much as a feel that I had for this one, uh, like, and, and I hated it, and I still hate it. It's, I think that Phil's going to be fine. I think Phil's going to get over her and realize that he's better off. And I hope that they write in a new character for him. And, and you know, that's what I hope for. Um, I'm Maybe very- that's why Britt becomes the bad guy. And maybe it is. Maybe her and Jimmy get together and become bad people, and that's maybe that's what happens. Uh, I'm I'm excited for where the story is going. I really love, you know, the Miller and Murphy stuff in this one was fantastic. Um, <laughs> yes, and and I I can't wait to see that team up again. I can't wait to see that as a Netflix series. You know, Jimmy just fucking with them, and and the baby's face is his like. There's, there's, oh, I forgot about the baby. Oh yeah, <laughs> is his face too, right? Like, uh, there was there were so many good moments in this one, and I I did enjoy the story. They got to use some really cool new magic as well. Uh, the wind, uh, you know, your own personal wind tunnel uh, from from Martin. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was fantastic. Um, and the the choreographed fight was again, like you said, it was. It's something I want to see. I thought it was great. Um, yeah. The the worst one in the series for me is still probably an unwelcome quest just because of how it was an interesting idea, but there was no magic. There was no, you know, time travel. There was nothing like that. This one just was so creative. I, I really enjoyed it. So, Chris? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Yeah. I... I... I like this one better uh, than the last one. Um, and I'll agree with Ray that the second, the Unwelcome Quest is still not my favorite, only because I'm not a gamer and it's just, I don't get quest games. Um, so it's kind of boring for me. But this one, I I had such, this was the one that I had such a, like I wanted to punch the, 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 our little, Oh, touch screen because I'm just like fuck you like there was like, <laughs> we listen to this in the car, car right so yeah we're listening to it on audible and I just I can't throw the book I can't do anything I'm just like ah, because I I, I want to throat punch Brit but I did like the the Murphy the Miller and Murphy stuff I did like the twist that Brit is their boss I thought that was pretty cool yeah um I do like Jimmy in this one he's growing on me like a fungus and he's kind of funny <laughs> oh, um, yeah I just like the he has and he's the one I think that's grown the most yeah. throughout all of these is him and uh uh yeah and I like that Martin and Glenn got married yay I think it's and they're cute. gonna have kids and they're gonna have babies and <laughs> one's gonna be just like Martin and the other one's gonna be just like Glenn yep yep <laughs> But Jen? I'm really, I'm really, really excited to see where he takes it. Yeah. Yes. Jen, thoughts? Um, I don't really have anything to add that I haven't already said throughout the <laughs> podcast. 
Okay, good deal. For it, and uh, I feel bad for <laughs> Phil. And this probably would not be one of my favorites, just because of you know all the shit the characters I liked had to go through, and I don't deal well with you know characters I like being killed off, whether it's emotionally or physically, or you know just put through misery. Infinity War. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I. I have a hard time appreciating the other aspects of a story when the characters I like aren't treated well. So, gotcha. Mandy, final thoughts? Um, why was Britt working on this choreography at the beginning? Like, why was... I think she just had it as a, an idea for something to do, but I don't think she had a specific plan. Are you thinking well, she went back to tell herself that? Initially? I just... I, it, it was planted so early in the story. I'm like, what is she up to? And then it, it ended up being part of the final scene, but how would she have known that? I don't know. She, she said that she was working on a new way of uh, solving issues. And that's when she started recording and making notes. Uh, So she would always pop back and they were doing tests. And then uh, when they first confront Phil, they're doing the counting test. And uh, one Brit looked at the other one and said, did you notice that we were off? And she said, yeah, we've got to fix that issue. So it was, it, it was explained somewhere in there that she, it, it's her way of uh, finding a, a fix for some of these issues. Cause they're always finding trouble in some way. So. Yeah. Just, I, I just wondered about the original cause of the glitch and like why she was so motivated to work on this thing that would eventually fix the glitch before she knew about the glitch. I don't know. I was just—I—I I feel like there might be more there, and there could be because we still don't technically know what caused the glitch. It's just no. probably because of so much time travel. She was saying something like Britt had said something along the lines of, uh, "We we are the glitch in the way that we aren't supposed to be time traveling. This this code uh, isn't meant for whoever broke this. Didn't intend for us to do this." Um, she did say though that. Um, the the error in the code wasn't where they thought it was, and that's all she that's all she said. You know what I just realized? I am so invested in finding out what happens to the characters that I've completely lost interest in what <laughs> the, the code is and who made it and everything. Like, I guess if we find out if we find that information out, I'll be like, eh, okay. I hope everyone turns out happy. That's all I care I about at this point. We needed. I don't think it needs to be said. I, I think it's kind of. Like I don't either. Where I don't need that. No. Nope. Yeah. Just, there are a lot of things in Lost that you needed answered that they didn't. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. With that, uh, we'll again move on. Has anyone been reading uh, anything else? I have been reading. Like I've been going back and reading stuff I've already read, but that's it. I have not read anything new. Nah. I'm uh, I'm partway through Origin, which is the Dan Brown book, uh, another mm-hmm. Robert Langdon book. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I'm partway through that one. I'm interested. Um, uh, like I said, I'm about halfway through it right now. So, actually, when we get off this one, this is, that's where I'm going to go is start reading that one again because uh, I've had some good parts. So I I like Robert Langdon. I I like the the character Robert Langdon, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't mind his series. I know a lot of people hate uh, Dan Brown's books. I Dan Brown. I, I like Dan Brown's books. I've read I read all of them up until the last couple that he did. Okay. Did did you read, um, what's it called? The Uh, first two. 
No, no, no. The not origin, but the one previous. No, uh, I, I didn't read. She froze up. One after. Okay. Oh. Okay. Sorry, you're back. I, I lost what you said. <laughs> oh, I've read. Uh, I think Angels and Demons and the Da Vinci Code, but then I didn't read the one after that. Okay, so there's two one. more after that one. Uh, yeah, haven't did, read them. They did make a movie off of the not um, not the third book, but the fourth one, where they're going to release the virus and stuff like that. Uh, they changed the, the ending in the movie. Everything. I, I really enjoyed the ending in the book a lot more than the movie ending. So. Mm. Yeah, we'll have to read that one sometime. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Randy, you read anything else? Um, I read uh, this really sad book about the death penalty um, called Just Mercy. Uh, don't really want to talk about that one. I also read Juliet Naked when the movie came out. Because oh, um, that's just like Ethan Hawke, 90s goodness. He's just born for that role. Um, so I enjoyed it. Very cool. The movie looks um, good. We do not have a book for next month. Uh, we're all school is starting. We just finished Geek Fest. I have Comic Con coming up, not this weekend, but next weekend. Um, so we're taking we're taking a month off, letting everyone kind of get back into the swing of things. Uh, as soon as we figure out what our next book will be, we will announce it on all the social media so everyone can get caught up. So hell, but we don't you, even know what we're reading next. So, but you get a bonus episode with the author, but you get a bonus episode. So like I said, once yeah. again, if you are listening to this on Friday, when it comes out, uh, the next day, Saturday, September 15th, we will be doing a live interview at four o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Eastern. Stand- no, no. Six o'clock Eastern Standard Central. Time. Central. Central Standard Time. Uh, seven, bit, 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 bit. seven Eastern. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll be doing an interview with Scott Meyer, the author of these books, and a couple of his other books. In fact, uh, he's he's written some other books. I've read several of them. Uh, one of them I think y'all would really like. It's called The Authorities. I may have to try to sell you on that one because um, what's his name? The same voice actor who does these books does it as well. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you kind of get to hear some of the voices in here repurposed a little different, but it's still it's still very humorous. Um, I don't know if you, I don't know. I'll have to talk to y'all about this whether or not the kids can listen to this one. So, okay. uh, just because of the beginning part, the rest of it's fine. But hmm. anyway, um, so yeah, so anyway, yeah, we're doing an interview. So uh, if nothing else, check that out. It will be on the stream uh, sometime next week. So. Uh, where can oh as always you can find us at epically geeky on epicallygeeky.com at epically geeky on Facebook Instagram and Twitter uh, where can we find you online Ray so on Instagram uh, you can find me uh, Lake Life Artist other than that you can find me on Epically Geeky or Epically or the uh, Marginally Geeky uh, someday maybe at the uh, uh, the expo we'll, we'll see what happens there oh well okay hey um <laughs> gonna have to try and get down there someday yes. uh, but yeah that's you know just trying to hang it around here very cool chris on instagram at cedar birch cottage uh here marginal geeky and uh epically geeky and very soon sustainably geeky it's coming it, we're working on it it's just we've got to get through uh, yeah. uh and that's it Cool. Jennifer, where can we find you? Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Het's Gonna Be Me. 
and of course, epically geeky, marginally geeky, and soon sustainably geeky, the Everyday Environmentalist Podcast. We'll be dropping on you soon. <laughs> Mandy, where can we find you? Uh, I just switched an Instagram account. It's Clover Press Books. And then Twitter is Mandy Joe Shelton. Very cool. You're going to have to tell us a little bit about that one. Um, and then, as always, you can follow my individual wacky adventure online at Optimus Gene on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 